Welcome back, everyone, uh, to this very interesting journey of conversation about entrepreneurs and, well, the Zim startup ecosystem. Uh, it'll be disingenuous to say that because we've had some other companies that are not quite part of the, the startup ecosystem. Uh, my name is Valentine. Uh, uh, I guess if you've been around a lot, you're, you're tired of hearing my voice. Uh, I do stuff at Texan, and today I'm joined by Brendan Musa and Tafazwa Chamisa. Uh, they are the co-founders of the e-commerce builder, if I'm saying that correctly, Otaki. So, so I don't make these guys redundant like I've been doing with many hosts. I'll let the guys introduce themselves and we'll get into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Valentine. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, yeah, and I am one of the co-founders of Otaki. Uh, yeah, together with my co-founder, Tafadzo, who's also here. Uh, yeah, so once Tafadzo introduces himself to, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay, uh, I'm Tafadzo. This is Brandon and Seed. I'm a co-founder at Otaki, the e-commerce builder. Yeah, it's pretty much a software company aimed at uh, fostering e-commerce in Africa as a whole, Southern Africa being our main focus for now. I think, yeah, that uh, sums it up in summary. Thank you. Awesome. So I just want a little bit of background on both of you. Um, you know, how exactly, you know, you met up, how this all started. So it's, I, pretty much, I guess the question for both of you. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, so me and Tafadzwa actually uh, go way back. Uh, we, we lived in the same neighborhood growing up. Uh, and then we also went to the same church uh parents are also friends yeah so yeah yeah so we have a rather long uh back dating relationship prior to our startup together yeah so you know so that's that so i then actually met tafadzo again at uh at a job that we're both doing at econet uh yeah because like we we didn't even expect to bump into each other such a small world so yeah, so you know, we got this job of developing a platform for Econet. And then yeah, they was my bro for a long time. Yeah, just there. So yeah, that's how we then came together after what? Five years? Yeah, five years. Because uh Brandon then went to university in the United States and, and I went to university in, in Turkey. So I actually didn't know that Brandon was back. And yeah, we then bumped each other uh, into each other back then at Econet. It was, I think that's just in right? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, so that's how we came to you know to be in the same space, uh, physically. That's like a year ago, uh, yeah. So, Tafazo had been working on uh, on a payment gateway called PayMinion, and you know, I had been following it uh, over the years, uh, remotely, like because like you would post, um post updates you know status updates and stuff like that yeah so it's just working on this payment uh payment gateway and yeah so i was super interested in fintech so yeah so i just you know followed close behind and then interestingly when i then met uh the Egonet, i was also working on a payment gateway which uh was then called otaki uh, then uh, we then pivoted to this uh, whole new e-commerce uh, line but back then uh, it was strictly a payment gateway so yeah, so he was also he had also been working on the same thing. I was now working on a similar thing. So yeah, so naturally we just thought, hey, why don't we just uh, join forces and come together and then just yeah, build something new. Awesome, um, it's good to hear. I, I like stories where friends meet after a very long time and then create something 
you know, using shared expertise and, and knowledge. Uh, so to jump into my first question is, um, Otaki, what was the inspiration? Because my assumption is, well, the COVID pandemic and the need to go to e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce was one of those things that I feel like wasn't really adopted all that widely in Zim. Uh, yeah. People were still using the usual, I go and buy what I want from a store, get my goods. Um, but the, the pandemic necessitated the need for people to then move services and products online. Uh, so am I correct in saying that or there were more, I'm guessing there were more inspirations towards it. Yeah, 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 certainly. Um, so Autogi dates before the pandemic, uh, we'd already started to see that trend, uh, you know, going up globally. And regardless of the coming of the COVID uh, pandemic that then accelerated the whole move to e-commerce, we had already started foreseeing a need for retailers to start having uh, digital doors. So, you know, when it happened, you know, uh, when, the, when the pandemic first hit, uh, you know, we were, not, uh, we're not thinking how it was going to affect businesses to such an extent, but uh, I don't know, it kind of gave us like a nudge to then pursue the vision even more, as we now knew that this is exactly where the world was going to ultimately go towards. So yeah, so but interestingly enough about Waterkey, it didn't start as an e-commerce uh, platform actually. So we actually pivoted like four or five times. Uh, it was the pandemic that then brought back the idea of turning it strictly now for sure into an e-commerce platform. Uh, this was sometime around uh, last year in January. Uh, yeah, and that's when we then started, you know, going straight to it. And then, yeah, interesting enough, uh, something else that I would like to talk about is the name Otaki, because a lot of people are always wondering, like, what is that? Is it Japanese? And, you know, you have people <laughs> misspelling it so many times or mispronouncing it. <laughs> like, hey, why did you come up with something so difficult? So what's, what's the idea? So, yeah, I thought I would take this opportunity to, to explain a bit more on that. So the term uh, Otaki uh, is a term in, in uh, economics. Uh, and it's spelled A-U-T-A-R-K-Y. It means uh, being self-sufficient or economically independent. Uh, so yeah, we just played around with the spelling there uh, and make it a bit more funky. And also, you know, we couldn't get the actual Ocheki domain, so we had to play around. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the whole game about. So, so yeah, yeah. You, you could also explain the logo being like those cute graphs on the Ocheki graph, you know, economics, like how the logo came about. Most people think it's a tennis ball. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah, 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 certainly. So the the logo is actually the Ortegi Equilibrium. I think people who've studied uh, economics uh, have probably heard of this phenomenon. So it's this Ortegi Equilibrium, which gives you these sort of two tangent curves uh, Yeah, on the graph. So yeah, we just played around. It's a bit nerdy and a bit geeky. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we're just geeking around with the name and the logo and to just reflect uh, one of our core values, which is uh, facilitating self-sufficiency for businesses. So we sort of just snuck it in the hoping that maybe someone would catch it on, but it's been difficult. <laughs> uh, 
I've had yeah. a few is hidden that well. It's 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 often difficult to to, to catch it. But I, I like the description. Uh, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Because uh, when I when I saw the name Otaki the first time, I was like, this is anime related. I won't be rude and ask which anime, but I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're not the first person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys said you pivoted a bunch of times and it's coming from two different angles. Uh, what was the design process? Uh, let's start from the inception of Otaki as a, as a payments gateway and then move forward to the design process all the way up until the product that we see now. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, maybe Tafat, do you want to touch a bit on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so taking on that question, uh, Valentine, what, what actually happened is, you know, we, we had a lot of ideas that we thought could be millennial and very useful to the Zimbabwean economy. Uh, for instance, we, we thought uh, everyone is building a, a payment gateway. The, the people have so many of those. Why, why do we have to duplicate what people have done already? For instance, we're looking at PayNow. They, they have built, they have built a, a quite a good payment gateway. We've got vPayments. But then still we could see glitches, uh, solutions are, are fragmented in Zimbabwe. You find out that if you, you can't have that one platform that fragments, uh, that defragments everything into one place. So if, if you have an AirConnect SIM card, you find yourself uh, prone to using AirCoCash. And uh, if you have a CAPS bank account, sometimes you might find yourself on, on text cash. Or if you're a merchant, you, you need to process card payments, you find yourself on EFT or V payments. So the idea was, why don't we just take all those solutions, put them into one place, and then add uh, a cherry on the top. So we thought maybe, how about we, we launch it as a, as a loyalty program? a system based on loyalty program, but it then incorporates the payment gateway uh, that we were building into the loyalty program. So this way we would have a unique selling point when approaching uh, merchants, banks, and businesses. So at the end of the day, we realized, okay, but you know what? Loyalty is just but an extension of a bigger concept, which is e-commerce. And we, at that time, we thought like uh, it was being underdone in Zimbabwe, misconcepted. You know, people just thought uh, doing e-commerce is uh, posting an ad on your on your social media platforms. But then they actually are shops that one can build on Facebook. Then they're also marketplaces like, uh, what do you call this? Uh, being run by Econet. The name is Ola. sleeping. Oh, uh, nine years, yeah, exactly. Ola. Exactly. So now, so the, uh, you can see that a lot of a lot of ideas were just popping up to say, okay, should we build one storefront, one marketplace, or where should we put the extension of loyalty? Should we sell it as an add-on? But no, we then wrote it back, uh, looking into books like uh, uh, Jake Ma's How He Built um, Alibaba. The key concept that most entrepreneurs are addressing is the logistics, the business model behind e-commerce itself, logistics, sorting, warehousing, packaging, delivery, and fulfillment. Those are the key factors that actually determine the, 
the success and the failure of most e-commerce businesses. So like, how about we then defragment all the solutions, put them into one platform that allows a layman to build a store, upload products, even with, uh, without knowledge on how to sell online, they are able to access marketplaces beyond their credentials. For instance, it's difficult to create a Facebook shop in a region like Zimbabwe, but through Otaki, you find that we use uh, links and connections to programmatically create a store for you. And then after that, okay, you need payments, international for, for, for if, if you have international clients, uh, buyers that are buying from outside Zimbabwe, and then you also need local payments. Okay, hold up. Do you have warehousing? Where do you store your merchandise? Uh, in order to optimize delivery routes that make that make it easier for for cheaper deliveries so we need a warehousing solution so we need partners uh like yaita whom we can then just bring on to one platform to say you've got one solution with otaki when you sign up you're running in no time so at the end of the day we're like okay how about we just go all the way get the merchants and then use our payment gateway, we can basically run the whole, the whole uh, value chain on our own. So that's pretty much a summary of the e e evolution that happened from a payment gateway in Brandon's head, a payment gateway in my head into a, into a full-scale e-commerce platform. Okay, well, that's, that's that's interesting because we had Tendai Mufaso, uh, the, the the CEO of of uh, Yaita on a couple of weeks ago, when he was discussing oh, right. the fulfillment center that they were they plan to launch, yeah. and it's one of those things that um, the one thing we've always had qualms with is when people say e-commerce, but it's not inclusive of all the moving parts as such. So to see that you guys got Cheat Express and Yaita to do the logistics aspects of it, then takes a lot away from. The person running a business from their home um who is selling god knows what but wants it out there into the world um yeah. so to those people um if they're getting started well i'm guessing everyone who's listening or some people are listening i should say um mm -hmm. don't quite know what what otaki is offering so for explain to me like a layman just explain to me like a person who is walking to you is like okay what does your website do because i'm guessing that's what everybody wants to what does your service i should yeah. say do yeah, certainly, certainly, yeah, yeah. So, so the first question that we usually get when we talk about Otaki is like, is it like, is it like Amazon or is it like online? So that's the first question that we get. Uh, so we really try to emphasize the point that no, instead of you, us taking your goods and then putting it on our site, we're saying no, you can have your own online kind of business, you can have your own Amazon kind of business. So what Otegi does is essentially it gives you the tools to run your own website or your own e-commerce store, and you can brand it however you like, and you can market it in uh, limitless channels. And yeah, and then you get to run the operational side by yourself, or rather, or rather you are in control of all the operations, as opposed to selling on a marketplace where, for example, okay, I don't want to do a lot of uh, name dropping, but you know, it's just that I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to put out examples. Uh, so yeah, you find us using with, uh, words like, sorry, names like Onai a lot. Uh, it's not a preference, but yeah, it's just for an example, because everyone knows that. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, for, so for example, Onai would then put up products onto its own store and then it markets to consumers, right? So it does the marketing, it does the, the selling, it does the operations, and all you have to do is just put up your, your products there. But what we then noticed is that, um, for, for example, when you're running on a marketplace, the reason why we didn't take a marketplace solution where people just bring their products and then we sell on their behalf is because getting to consumers that last mile is often the hardest, right? And also in terms of, of marketing, a company like let's say uh, uh, Delta or Dairyboard cannot really market their store on online, right? Because essentially they're promoting online. But you'd see that sometimes companies want to have that 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 operational control, that marketing control, because it already has access to its customers. So sometimes they just want to take their own solution to their customers. So basically, that's what Otegi does. No, they now no longer have to spend literal tens of thousands of dollars developing a system. They can just go onto this platform that gives them the tools to just simply put up their own store and sell it to their own customers without mixing identities or, or brands or whatever. So yeah, so, so in a nutshell, that's what we do. That's what we try to facilitate. Uh, yeah, uh, we also give the example of Shopify a lot. Okay. We say, yeah, do you know Shopify? Yeah, then someone's like, <laughs> then they're like, so why are you trying to build another Shopify? That's a, another really big question that we get. Right. from people okay there's shopify there's big commerce there's all these other players why are you trying to still get into that space but you see these um solutions are primarily made for the first world right and they don't cater to some socioeconomic nuances uh present in the third world for example uh, payments uh if you go to america if you go to england payments is such a simple term you know people are like oh yeah sure they like this visa this mastercard simple link bank accounts in Zimbabwe, or rather in most third world countries, that phenomena, the visa network, right, uh, is not that prominent. And most consumers are not yet holding their money in visa cards. And you'd see that it makes uh, that route of e-commerce quite difficult, of which solutions like Shopify generally just presume that, you know, you have your visa, you have your bank cards, you know, you have your KYC, you have all these other processes in place of which, you know, it's not, it's not the same. Uh, secondly, uh, in terms of, you know, platforms like Shopify, is that they're not integrated into the local communities. They don't work with the local logistics companies. So you're basically on your own. You, if you go into Shopify, you're not really getting what Shopify promises to the American business. But say you are just, you know, this, this afterthought, you know, they look at African markets as basically afterthoughts. That's how we've seen them, or that's how, the, that's how we've viewed the implementation. They don't really think about, you know, okay, fine, uh, which, 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 which partner platforms are, are in Zimbabwe, for example, who can we work with? If you go into your Shopify site right now, you're not going to work with FedEx. You know, <laughs> you're going to pretty much do your own logistics, which that takes away the, the, the essence of Shopify, the, the scalability, it's all gone. So, you know, so, so, so in sense, yeah, we're trying to build a Shopify for Africa and really bring all that goodness and all those, uh, those features that, that it brings. Cause there's a real life need that Shopify is trying to fill. 
And it's true, they're, they're making it scalable for businesses to, 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 to sell thousands of products, you know, over a few weeks, with literally no infrastructure development. And yeah, we're trying to really do the same and catering to those nuances that you find in African markets. Fantastic. So the one thing I've always been aware of in Zimbabwe is that as much as people are online, what people usually mean by being online is being on social media. Because again, we're aggregated into these very, I don't want to say restrictive or autocratic, but these very unfair bundles um, that, you know, make us choose a service we want to use. So I was curious, well, very happy to see that Otaki also helps with sales on social media. Um, that was one of the aspects that um, we went over uh, about the site. So was that something that was, you know, again, being a Shopify for Zim, like being Zim specific, to know that people are, you know, in these pens uh, of, of, of these social media bundles. So, you know, you, if you operate it, for example, via Instagram, which is big right now when it comes to uh, people selling goods and services, um, you can still do that, but you can still have all this other stuff to increase your marketing channels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, to answer your question a bit, uh, was, the, was the social media plugin... Uh, a copy of, of what Shopify is doing or are we trying to really cater where the African market is? So it's, it's a bit of both, really. Uh, it's a bit of both, to be honest. Uh, yeah, indeed, consumers are so used to being on social media and that's really their idea of the internet. Like 90% of the time, that's where their eyeballs are. So certainly we thought, you know, yeah, this could really be a feature that would give us that edge and essentially, or rather more importantly, um, you know, work for our, for our customers, the businesses, right? Because we're trying to give them the best odds of selling online. And, and yeah, we really thought that is, an, is a necessity really, because uh, we're trying to, our value proposition is that will make them succeed online. So yeah, so we are really trying, you know, all sorts of ways to really do that we're not just you know selling them an idea because you know one of the 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 most um, crucial thing about our business model right it's subscription based right. so you'd see that you have to retain customers and you can only retain customers if they are seeing results so yeah so i don't know so we really have to we really look into making sure that we give our customers the best winning strategy so that they keep coming back so yeah, certainly uh, social media is a place that every e-commerce player should be in actually. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to know, um, would an addition of uh, WhatsApp, I, I didn't see it or maybe I, I was ignorant to it, uh, since WhatsApp is like the biggest social media network uh, or social media platform, I don't think we can call it a, a chat messenger or a, a messaging app anymore. Are there plans in the future to integrate it or plans already that I might be ignorant to? Yeah. yeah, it's tough. Yeah. All right, That's maybe I, could, uh, I can take that one. Yeah, that one is like directly onto my department and uh, WhatsApp really does not have these uh, robust APIs like what Facebook and Instagram is offering. But we are sort of developing uh, a seamless checkout method uh, is seen by some Nigerian startups that have built e-commerce entirely based on WhatsApp, but you find the process won't be as flawless or as smooth as expected. 
but it's something that's a, it's a near milestone. We we already have some some work being done on that, but yeah, we we discovered that it would be a very uh, lucrative sales channel to include into into Autech. But then once again, we can't be ahead of the times. Most of these APIs for WhatsApp are still in beta testing. So for when African company today get access, active access that we can roll out for clients, that would be a bit tricky for now. Maybe we can put it like six months on. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That could sum it up. Yes. Well, yeah. And then also to to iterate um, something a bit further, uh, adding one on, on what Tafazo just mentioned there. Um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, I don't know. WhatsApp is a business. I don't really know how they run their channels, but they are a very stingy company. And I don't know what Facebook has really. You know, Facebook is a bit protective of WhatsApp when it comes to a lot of things. And yeah, so we have tried to speak with, with WhatsApp personnel. They're always referring us to, to, to platforms like Twilio, right? Where Twilio is a reseller of WhatsApp APIs. But you'd see that for our business model, uh, going with companies like Twilio will not be ideal because we are trying to then offer that same API to our customers, right? To have them have their different um, WhatsApp channels segmented and and not necessarily going under one huge umbrella. So yeah, so in the meantime, yeah, it's been fairly difficult to really get that WhatsApp integration on our platform going. But yeah, as the father said, uh, in the future, perhaps we could find some workarounds. Oh, cool. And also, also, uh, if you've noticed, there's this tendency that most of our technology is dependent on what other foreign countries are developing. So you see that dependence. We are, we are like Brendan had said earlier, we are an overflow market for them. They really don't have us in their monetization policy is their first uh, choice market. So you see that uh, if instead a platform like Sasai had that much traction with people and so much activity, it would be easier to walk into Econet, probe the developers to start building an API for ourselves for this course. But then now you can't even do that from here. You'd have to go to Facebook and come up with a, you know, with a half-done solution that's not fully customized. For for instance, Stuart Bank, I, I recall they were, they went to Facebook straight and then they got this uh, API for for banking on WhatsApp, which is pretty much a bot that anyone can can just build. Now you see how ridiculous that gets. But I mean, if society was full scale. And we had so much traction as, as WhatsApp and, and so on. If we're totally indigenous on that, then I think projects like e-commerce would be an easy success. See how it's easy for the Chinese marketplaces to sell on WeChat and, and everything because it's, it's entirely internal. So there is also a need for that diversion from so much dependence on, 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 on the foreign countries uh, take. I don't know. It's, it's just me seeing this as an African entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Steve. Like you've actually, you know, got me thinking about. Yeah, I guess there is actually uh, advantages to 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 countries and 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 markets, you know, using their own solutions, because we we've become so dependent on on what the first world brings us, right? 
we have to wait until they start innovating or until they have found a particular need for whatever it is that they need done. So, so yeah, perhaps maybe this is a call for Zimbabweans to, to support, you know, local platforms because then we then have that independence to, to innovate on our own because we have those, we have access to those markets. But yeah, so yeah. So. I was curious though, just to, when you mentioned that, because like, it's something that we've talked about a number of times um, in, in, its just, in its basic design. So I'm particularly not a fan of how, to, how it's laid out. I, I'm not a fan of the super app design. I like things to be specific or to do one or two, three things right. But in, in hearing Tafata talk about it, I was like, no, why, why haven't you guys like approached them? Like, um, you know, I know they don't have the traction that is needed, but it's one of those things, is it, it's probably enough to have your foot in the door to be like, yeah, you know what? We don't know what size is going to be like in five years, but we approach them, we talk to them um, and we're like, yeah, we would like to, to get an API or an integration on your platform uh, to expand our social media network. Um, don't you think that's like a one way to approach it in the event that it blows up overnight? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you have heard the rumors about Econet, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're committing to a very bad business model. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so we won't we'll speak later. We'll take advisement. That's a very diplomatic answer. Um, yeah, but the thing is, I, I wish there was more in the Zimbabwean ecosystem when it came to like platforms, like social media platforms. Um, uh, so we wouldn't have to, you know. Uh, skirt away from the speculation and rumors about Econet's business model. But it's something that I think would, would really be great if someone created a platform that Zimbabweans want to adopt in mass, especially with WhatsApp going, you know, with their privacy policy. Uh, I can see a lot of people moving off it, not as much in Zimbabwe, but I can see a good portion of people deciding to, to go for, for other platforms. So I'm a bit in the dark on this. Uh, would, would, would Telegram offer something similar or have you approached them to, to try that in the event that, you know, Zimbabweans do do a mass migration to Telegram or Signal? Oh, uh, well, we haven't really thought that far ahead of, um, you know, of, the, of that kind of integration when it comes to that particular integration. Uh, the reason why companies like Telegram um, wouldn't necessarily be ideal for us is because, you know, we're trying to run towards WhatsApp because they have the audience. So, you know, it becomes, you know, we, we, we become a bit, you know, in this really... A tough situation where you have to compromise. Okay, fine, you can go and then do development with this smaller, less popular platform, right? And then wait until they then get those results, or you then have to, 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 to what, what you call it, to, to persevere and to, to, to keep persisting on working with WhatsApp because you know that's where the, the customers are already. So yeah, so you know you'll be caught in between trying to figure out how and where to compromise. Um, but when it comes to Telegram and other platforms and other chat chat platforms, we haven't really thought that far yet. Because uh, when you're talking about chat, the first thing that comes to to it is Facebook and all of its uh, child companies, Instagram, uh, Messenger and the likes. So yeah, we're kind of caught really trying to, still trying to fight with Facebook and, and we haven't, you know, thought out of the box that far. Yeah. Interestingly, it's like um, the way I'm seeing things is, I think it's it's, it's a different doctrine. I guess is that uh, in my head, it's more of build a core community that will support you. So it's I'm a more of a niche, you know, um, what can I say, a niche app or niche market kind of person. 
so mm-hmm. in my mind so we, we you don't seem like i'm i'm overly zealous or i'm, I'm too ambitious but like I, I think in the sense that um you know small communities are good because you get your core of repeat customers even though the market is small and then try to appeal to the bigger but i totally get where you're coming from that yeah you know what it's best to go to the places that can be seen and are visible and build from there because uh like startups and them especially don't have the luxury of you know uh building for a core community that that stuff usually comes after you've, you've had your success uh, you know if that makes sense yeah yeah certainly certainly all right so well let's let's go to back to otaki and say um okay so I've, i i want to sign up for the program right uh, I, I'm I'm still in characters as as, as the layman. I wanna I wanna, I wanna sign up. Um, what are the steps? Uh, what do I do to get my own website? How do I integrate things? Uh, where do we go after the payment has been made for the for the subscription for the for the full subscription? All right. So uh, it's very easy. If you go to www.autoki.com you can easily look at the sign up register um, button. From there, we collect just a basic KYC information, like who are you as a contact person? Are you a business? Uh, What category are you in? This way, we're just trying to curate services to see what templates to use for you when you actually create an account. So the, the sign-up process is very easy. Now, once you there, there is, there is a store, um, a tour guide. Uh, it sort of automatically pops up. It shows you the, the main basic steps that you need to do. Uh, the first one is, once you're there, we, we ask you to, to complete a checklist. That helps you go through, navigate through the dashboard. So here we are collecting information like, uh, uh, okay, let's add some products first. Then when you've added the catalog of your products, then the next thing is we, we ask you to publish the site. And then on publishing the site, we then offer you to pick a template that you'd want to customize. This is basically changing text and images and if you know much about coding, there's also an option to then get into the code and edit it so that the store comes out how you like it. And then once you, you publish your store, you've got a 14-day free trial that you can use to then, you know, uh, optimize services to see is this working but for you? Do you need an expert from our side to help you go through? And then there's, uh, we ask you to, then there's a third step uh let's set up uh warehouses where where are the products stored this way we are trying to uh collect data for our integrations with delivery services to say if an order is to be made on your site where is it being taken from so what's the distance to be calculated on your checkout form and then we ask you for payment information how do you want your money paid to you when payments are done then that's where you are integrating whether you want to do some cash pickups with uh, remittance services like send it to World Remit, or are you doing local payments and how do you wish to integrate payments? So I've already mentioned four steps there. So it's intuitive like that. There's a tour guide that's uh, guiding you step-by-step to make sure whether you're a tech-savvy person or you're a layman. Getting started shouldn't be that difficult for you. Uh, We are assuming that you already have images of your catalog in place 
we also help you with dimensions that make uh, that make uh, your store look more 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 attractive to to customers. You know, because like you mentioned at the very start of this podcast, the whole e-commerce business is about trust, WizWig uh, concepts like those. Uh, so. I don't know if if I've answered accurately what it is like signing up and getting started with Otaki. Uh, definitely. Uh, you've actually answered some of the questions I had because I remember signing up for this website and they wanted specific dimensions and images. And I had to really scratch my head and like, what? So since you guys already have that covered, like you already you have recommendations on board, I think that makes it a lot easier uh, for everyone. I'm curious that you mentioned Send It To. Um, we had Takwana on three weeks ago. And I'm, I'm happy to see that, um, you know, Send It To is feeding back into the local startup ecosystem. Um, how did that partnership come about exactly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you all know uh, Send It To. Uh, it's quite popular. I personally, uh, I personally uh, met Takwana for the first time in person, I think three years ago, at a function at the Impact Hub. I can't recall which one it was. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, he was just giving a talk about the services. And then I think it was about until last year, right, when they moved out of purely sending airtime and more into a remittance structure. Uh, yeah, so seeing that, how, you know, you can, you can send money from outside of the country because uh, we work with some partners that are outside of Zimbabwe when it comes to processing card payments. I thought, hey, why not just have... Uh, just have our bank accounts, right? Or yeah, basically our bank accounts, right? Send money to to send it to, and then have sent it to distribute the money on on, on our behalf here in Zimbabwe, because uh, we don't we didn't have any distribution network, and we still don't have any of our own. So when it comes to distributing money, uh, yeah, it was just a no brainer to just work with uh, a service that's already established, and or rather that is the the expertise and the technical know-how to to handle that kind of thing. And, you know, Takwana being a fellow Zimbabwean, it was easier to just approach him. I literally just wrote him one email. It wasn't even fancy. I literally just say, take, told him that, hey, look at what we're doing. Maybe we can, you know, work together. And then, yeah, and then uh, Takwana was friendly enough to just reply and say, hey, so we are, like he always says, <laughs> even, in, even in emails. So, yeah, he, he just tells us that, hey, this sounds cool. Let's do it. And yeah, that's just how it became uh, totally remote. Uh, we haven't really met in person after, uh, like, you know, to, to necessarily discuss about what taking and send it to working together. So it's just been like email correspondence. Uh, yeah. And then we managed to get something off the ground. Nice. Um, I'm curious how that feels, though from an entrepreneur's perspective, uh, to know that someone who's quote unquote made it, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's anyone who can say Taban hasn't made it, but you know, someone to then who's a fellow Zimbabwe who's made it to give you that audience to be like, I oh, know, let's try it out. Because I'm, I'm guessing, and this is my own perception, probably you have a better answer than me, but with a better uh, first hand account of it, but it's it's often difficult to approach um, big companies or people who've done it, yeah. you know, and then ask them for collaboration, but to see it was seamless like that. How, how did that feel? Yeah. So. Yeah. People are on a high horse. <laughs> that, that I won't like to you. People are sitting on high horses. <laughs> Even if you have a very brilliant value proposition, you find yourself needing some extra credential to be taken seriously. Ah, 
people are sitting on iOS is that I tell you this one. Also, Jennifer startups. Also, Tafat and I, right, have done countless code introductions and countless pitch meetings and people just turning you down left, right, and center. So I guess as an entrepreneur, you get to a point where you're a bit numb, to be honest, and you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> just so I guess, you know, by the time we got to start speaking to, to Tabwana, we had, you know, we had gone through like a lot of meetings, full disclosure, we even met with Mukuru at some point. We also met at checkout.com. Uh, there's another one called Tunes or Tans. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly. They work with Eco Casual Meetings. We approach a lot of people, <laughs> to be honest. And yeah, and they're going to like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and also, I realized like most of these guys, they're intimidated by, by new stuff, really, if I could put it that way. Because in most cases, you'd find out that uh, people are. They want to give you an audience. Then they listen to what you're saying. And then when they realize that there's a whole new concept that they haven't seen before, that's to be put to, to test. They feel like they're not ready yet. They feel like, no, we, we can't be the guinea pigs. And then sometimes you may be talking to fellow tech people who feel like this is too much commitment or too much work for them. Sometimes we even offer, okay, fine, we can write the code. We can, you know, develop the APIs for you. And then you don't get a, a reply, you know. So I've also realized that approaching some of these big guys with new stuff is quite intimidating for these new guys as well. It's more or less an issue of uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks over an issue of them sitting on high horses and stuff like that. So, yeah, those are some of the of the issues we face the startups when approaching these established organizations. Okay. Because the one thing I like is, is that like, um, especially Yaita is, 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 a, is a startup I follow very closely. Um, and the one thing I've always been concerned about is the startup ecosystem, given that there are companies in Zimbabwe with the size to help, or to help develop uh, entrepreneurs and their businesses. Um, but as you said, you know, people are on high horses and, um, or don't quite understand what you're trying to achieve because it doesn't fit their business model. Um, mm. there's, there's, there's a fear in investing in, in, in different and new ideas um, from the people above. So it kind of stalls progression for, for the companies coming up. Um, because again, I think it'd be honest to say that it's the fear of being overtaken in a sense. Um, that you know you could, you could play a hand in your own demise. But um, what I wanted to ask was, are you guys now, apart from YH, are you guys now building like a startup ecosystem of startups that you are bringing into the fold now? Like you're saying, okay, you know, you're doing this, um, you know, we'll lean on you. So we don't have to rely on on the big businesses if they don't want to be part of what we're trying to build. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. Uh, we've, we've noticed that working with startups is just way easier than working with large organizations. Because, you know, startups are fast and they're not afraid to fail. And you know they're actually excited by new stuff. Is when it comes to like old established businesses. You know they're already making money. Their their shareholders are getting their dividends. They don't have any immediate need to do anything really. At least that's how I've noticed. <laughs> that's how they perceive things at, at times. So they don't have really that need to 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 get up and and do anything. So yeah, working with startups is definitely one of our largest uh, agendas and corporate strategies. Uh, we've, we've, we are working with some fellow, um, or rather we're thinking of, we're, we're still you know, trying to work that out of, 
of working with other e-commerce uh, platforms. For example, one of our value offerings on, on, on Otaki is that, you know, you can sell on multiple marketplaces and, and still just have one back office. Because for example, even if you have your own website or even if you're selling on platform A, right? It doesn't mean that you should necessarily lock yourself out from platform B or platform C, right? right. So we're saying, but hey, there's that edge of managing inventory across so many platforms and, you know, logistics and, 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 and sales data and, you know, just reconciling that as edge. So that's one of our, of our upcoming um, value propositions. So yeah, so we are aware of fellow platforms like in the e-commerce space, like like Mutapa, because it's like a great friend of mine. Uh, also Chikafu.com, I also know the guy. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, then like a bunch of others, you know, that are just sprouting up. Uh, so yeah, we are indeed planning on bringing them on board and then working together. Nice. Um, so we'll pivot back to Otaki. Uh, I, I like taking detours at times, and uh, I've often said that you, you take way too many detours. I'm, I'm keeping a mental note that you strayed a bit far here. Um, so my next question is, is going to be around the, the, the fee, the subscription fee. So you said there's a 14-day free trial, and then um, it was 180 uh, a year, which to me is, and I preface this by saying that I like nice things. And I often bankrupt mm -hmm. myself with, with ridiculous services that, you know, I perceive that you can't afford this because you're not doing enough to afford this. But I'm one of those people who, you know what? Yeah, why not? But I, I feel it's reasonable. Um, how did you come up to that price point and what is covered by all of that? You know, in terms of 24 hour support, design a website, et cetera, et cetera. Fozo, do you want to take this? Uh, Brennan, I think you can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> no right. That's, okay. Uh, let me attempt. Let me attempt. Uh, so first of all, we're you're a fairly new startup, right? And we're we're still trying to really find the perfect revenue model. So I will not lie to you and tell you that that figure is totally backed up. We've actually seriously undervalued uh, our services with that figure. Uh, but what what what's covered is um, hosting. Uh, uh, you get all of the payment integrations, you get all of the um, uh, fulfillment uh, integrations there. So basically you get that entire package for $15 a month or $20 if you decide to pay uh, monthly. You get 25% off if you, if you pay annually. So, you know, we thought of cost of acquisition. Uh, so we then subtracted cost of acquisition from that entire price of saying, okay, fine, let's say um, a platform costs 30 bucks and it costs us around $15 to get a customer. So that uh, maybe we can, we can then subtract that and then just you know, bring that barrier down for them to come on board. Uh, so yeah, so we're still experimenting on, on finding the right kind of price structure uh, when it comes to subscriptions. But now we thought, hey, let's just, let's lowball every other person who's offering <laughs> e-commerce solutions. Interesting. Because yeah. um, uh, uh, was it last week or the week before we had Kodam Sasua, um, and they just launched their own um, uh, e-commerce builder. Uh, and not to compare apples to oranges because it's, yeah, it's, it's the same, but um, you guys are working not within one system, you're working within multiple systems uh, in terms of uh, the business you partner with, et cetera. Um, and the one thing I liked from their um, design was the app 
like getting a, an application for, for a business. Is that something that you guys are thinking of or it's a little bit far down the road? Well, well to touch, to touch on that, uh, we've noticed that for any business to market more than one sales channel at once, right? Uh, it's difficult. Even if we had to offer these solutions to, to, to our customers of saying, hey, you can get a website, you can an iOS app, you can get an Android app. For them to effectively get all of those channels out the door, right? We have noticed that it takes a lot of investment. Uh, so we are currently, we're just looking at one platform and saying, hey, baby steps, okay? Uh, <laughs> you start from, from your Facebook store, then you go onto your website and then if they want to then get, uh, you know, mobile apps, uh, we are a headless e-commerce solutions provider. So they can indeed get one. Uh, we can find a way to just work around that, but it's not part of our core value offering. Uh, we don't think that people are going to have multiple apps for multiple different stores all in their phones. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you are if you're a huge direct-to-consumer brand, then obviously, yes, you know, there's some value in having an Amazon app on your phone. Uh, there's, an, there's value on getting even like a fresh in a box app on your phone, right? But then to have, uh, I don't know, James who store, who sells shoes, just have their own app. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It didn't seem quite lucrative or rather plausible. <laughs> but hey, we, 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 we're curious to see how it works out for them. So, and also to that effect, so we, we've developed apps, uh, complementary software for our partners, for instance, with delivery. Yeah. The deliveries they are handled with, with our apps that we develop for our financial partners, the apps that we develop. But then just making an app for the front end for each store, the cost that comes with, with load balancing, white labeling, uh, server management for a startup like us, it would mean us spinning the cost on the customer as well. So it just becomes ridiculous. So for now, it's like, okay, there is Instagram. Your shop is on Instagram. I, well, if you've got traction on Instagram, then you're sorted. The transaction's complete. Facebook, there, there is an app. On Messenger, there is an app. Then on some services like Google AdWords, we... Yeah, we thought those those channels like Brendan was saying, they, they're enough now. Then later on, it could be a custom solution for let's say we're working with Dayboard and then Dayboard request an app, then it's just a few weeks away. But as a as a ready solution, I'm afraid it's it's, it's in a it's in a milestone. Yeah. Okay. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um Otaki is basically um more marketed to the everyman rather than to direct consumer companies. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, we cater for, for businesses of, of any size. Uh, you'll see that for the larger businesses, we often have to provide them uh, enterprise solutions. Uh, sometimes you might have uh, a huge company already having their own site, right? But now they want to migrate to maybe a more scalable platform. Uh, they want to move faster. They want to innovate, you know, a bit easier. So yeah, we can provide a, a custom enterprise solution to them. But our ready-made solutions are more for the small guy, um, and also maybe the medium-sized guy. 
but large organizations often have you know specifics uh, and we have to and we are flexible like that that's even one of our large largest uh, uh, revenue stream is catering to custom enterprise solutions but then still giving them the power for a platform okay so uh we just now spoke about load um I'm curious to know what kind of capacity you guys have now, um, starting off firstly with, with the workforce you have behind you, a uh, number of employees, and also are you going to be scaling up um, to meet demand as it rises? Right, yeah, I would say most of uh, these issues, they are systematic. It's, it's pretty much the architecture around the systems that you build. So Oteki is a Google startup. And uh, pretty much if it comes to, to services and scalability, we are very capable because those huge allowances that you get on Google Cloud services. So I'm saying, for instance, uh, if you are to host uh, something like an old with an enterprise solution, right? Uh, there's a time when you're going to need a serious data center. So I'm thinking, not to mention names, but startups with a similar business model as ours, there will be a time when things get difficult for them and they're going to be looking for people with services like ours. So we end up uh, banking the bankers. <laughs> anyway, so the, when I spoke of load balancing, I didn't really mean um, the actual physical labor human capital and stuff. No, I actually meant uh, the architecture behind the platforms. Because you know, when it comes to payments, you need something that's seamless, that's fast, that's secure, that's PCI compliant. When it comes to e-commerce, for instance, I mean, if you follow these trends, like uh, there's an issue, an outburst on the adidas.com, the easy 450s, it just came up. They, they ran out in a minute and you can imagine the traffic the, the amount of transactions people complaining we've been put on a waiting list so I'm just talking about uh, the unique selling points you can't give to a layman but when you speak tech to tech person let's say it's a tech department it, it, at a dairy board for instance now you start making sense. So we also diverted our attention into, you know what, instead of focusing on the interesting stuff that apprenuers of these days are, are working on, let's <laughs> take people in the background, you know, doing the amazing stuff that nobody appreciates from the surface, you know? Cool. Um, so since you guys are launched, um, I want to ask for specific figures of how many people have signed on board because, yeah, you know what, keep those close to the chest. Uh, but I wanted to know what your plans are for, for, for 2021. Um, what are you going to be rolling out next uh, since you've got the platform up? Uh, or is it more a case of, you know what, let's just keep what's working, working. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. No, <laughs> no, no that's totally 2021, we want to blow up. Blow <laughs> <laughs> up because we, we, we've had targeted customers that we wanted to work with for better testing, you know, streamlining productivity, you know, creating agile boards and stuff. Now I think we are ready to take on a large market. 
I, I, I don't know, but I think that's what we've been telling each other in, in Thailand. <laughs> we want to yeah. blow up. I feel like it's the time we, we know what department and we know who, who needs to be where. So now we're in a position to actually employ. Yeah. See? Okay. And uh, we have, uh, I don't know. We just want to blow up. <laughs> I don't know if Brendan did you know. Also, specifically to just, you know, give you a little something, uh, Valentine. Uh, yes, we want to blow up. So that's like, that's literally, it's actually written. <laughs> We've written it down. Uh, but uh, we're working on something with, uh, with, with ZimSwitch. Okay. Uh, zip it smart to online retail, to e-commerce. Uh, so yeah, so we are really excited to roll that one out. Uh, I hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah, so we, cause we've noticed that, hey, uh, offering strict USD cash payments, uh, it's not working for, for a lot of people. Also the current means of, of, of local payments online, some of them, you know, mostly anyone who's doing it is really using EcoCash. Yeah. And that EcoCash is like, I don't know, there's a limit to, to that transaction. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so that, that's problematic when you can only spend, let's say, 5,000 ITGS in a given store. Mm. Uh, yeah, and also for some businesses, sometimes EcoCash is not very attractive for like larger retailers working with large amounts. So yeah, we're trying to provide the, the most seamless experience for ZWL payments. Uh, it's coming soon. Uh, yeah, fingers wrapped. Oh, cool. I'm a big fan of ZipSmart. Like I was, I was a skeptic at the beginning. I was like, mm, yeah. what is this thing trying to solve? But then the whole angle of, yeah, you know what? Um, your phone is a POS machine. Um, you have contact your bank account. You've used those funds. Um, I, I used it twice, I think, with my uh, FBC account, and that actually really changed me. Like, yeah, you know, this could be this could be something. And it's good to hear you guys are, are working with Sim Switch in that respect. Yeah, because those are very good engines. You see, yeah. then it's how you package it, and then how you take those small modules, break them down, and then bring them to a specific market. That makes it, uh, you know, blow up. Because for some people, they'll think, yeah, zip it smart. Mm, they're just trying to flex a muscle, but, you know, duplicating efforts and, you know, it's, but yeah, yeah I'm glad you then used it to see that. Yeah. So now imagine not having to explain to anyone that you're actually using zip it smart online now, but people just find this amazing service, but the engines behind that, they are perfect. Very beautiful. Fantastic. Um, yeah, well, uh, all the very best, guys. Um, but it's, it's an interesting product. I think it's, it's, it's ripe for Zim, and you guys are focusing on the things that are unique to Zimbabwe, that everybody's got local currency. Let's make it easier to use it. Let's make it easier to shop um, online. Let's make it easier for people to then come and put their products and services online. So we're all done with that, and all the best in the future. Thank you so Thank much. You. For Thank you very much for accommodating uh, that's not an accommodation. You guys, you're the, you're the guys that matter. You guys are actually doing stuff. So yeah, this is what we want to see. Um, and hopefully you guys uh, jump on with some more um, Zim startups because yeah, we need this ecosystem to thrive because uh, left to our own devices, we will all get lost individually, except, I mean, instead of, you know, finding a way somewhat together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Done. All right. So to everyone listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a very enlightening discussion, uh, especially about the Zip It Smart. You left that at the right time. At the right time. Now my mind is racing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, um,
for me and my guests, Brandon and Tawazo, well, when they come back, hopefully soon, uh, with, with some new developments, we'll see you again sometimes in the future. Yeah, yeah, you can you can count on it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.